Hey, what's up? Like, totally time for 90210. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back to the 90210 show. My name is Mark. With me, as always, is my bubbly girlfriend, Carol. How you doing today, Carol? Hey, what's up? Not much. It's been a good week. It's September 19th, 1997. How you feeling? I'm feeling great. Uh, me too. How are you? It's good. A good week. <clears throat> it's been a good day. Mark made me a lovely, lovely lunch. Yes, I did. Homemade Alfredo sauce. Yeah, I'm known for my homemade Alfredo sauce. Yeah. And my crippling anxiety. <laughs> wow. That came out of nowhere. Um, But we're known as a couple for watching 90210. That's true. Now, Carol, this episode of 90210, do you remember anything about it? I do. Okay. I do remember some things. It was things. quite a memorable episode, really. Some things I remember. Yeah. Um, Sometimes <clears throat> the episodes are more fun when we're trying to, in real time, remember what happened on the shows. So, I think it's called, like, Nancy's Story or Choice or something like that. It's the ca- it is called Nancy's Choice. That Nancy's is correct. Choice. And that is referring to Brandon's... Nancy Drew and her choice to have an abortion. <laughs> no, it's referring to Nancy who? Brandon's girlfriend Susan's story that won an award about an abortion. Susan Keats. Oh, spoilers. What? Because she wins the award in the episode. Yeah, but didn't we know she was going to win the award? The whole Oh, she was just nominated. She was nominated. <laughs> Sorry. Was like, she was like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to win. <clears throat> Carol, yeah. Carol and Mark do. We do? Apparently we did. You said. You said. Huh? 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 What? <laughs> Oh, you mean we know she's going to win. I thought you meant we were going to win an award. I was like, what award are we going to win? Oh, my God. We're going to win an award <laughs> for best radio show on the interwebs. But it's not even a radio show. I don't know what the hell to call these what tapes. What would you call it? Tapes. Fun right. tapes. Fun tapes. <laughs> we're going to win the fun tapes award. <clears throat> when I was like little and I had my very first tape recorder. Yes. I used to record stuff like off the TV or off oh. the radio, like just to play it back. I used to record my own voice saying things. Oh, well, see, that's the difference. You love the sound of your voice. I love television. <laughs> <laughs> and the two get married so well here. <laughs> they do. <sighs> so, yeah, Susan's nominated for an award. Yeah, she's nominated for a college... I don't know what kind of college Pulitzer Prize. Yeah, whatever. Some kind of literature thing. And it's for a story she wrote the previous year when her ex-boyfriend was still the editor. Mm -hmm. So at first she's excited. She's won an award. Yay, let's celebrate. Then what? Or no, she's been nominated for the fucking award. Okay. The fuck? (laughs) And then her and Brandon go walking into the office, and everybody is all crowded around Jonathan, her ex. Yeah. And he's there. Jonathan is, like, fucking breezed into this show, and is the new, like, fucking plot villain. It's so weird. Like, isn't he far away? Doesn't he have to take a plane to get there? Like Seattle, Washington. He can't have that much money. 
I don't know. What does he do? Well, isn't he a journalist? I guess. I mean, I, I guess he graduated and he has a real job, so maybe he has money. I don't know. I don't know. He, he's Maybe he's an evil scientist in fucking uh, Washington. I don't know. Well, he's dreaming up machinations of how to ruin a Jason Priestley's life. Right. I mean, Brandon. <laughs> but yeah, so he's there and it turns out he is there because he also got invited to the awards banquet. Right. Because he was the editor. Yes. Does that make sense to you? Yes. Okay. It seems weird to me. It would. It No, it seems. So if you were going to nominate someone for an award, it seems appropriate that they would invite the editor of that that paper because that's kind of you know it's not not that it's their award too but they played a part in it because they were the editor yeah that makes sense i guess but it's very unfortunate (laughs) well it's unfortunate for brandon yeah it's fortunate for fans of drama though it's unfortunate for susan too because she's like She's all like, oh, I didn't invite him. I don't want him here. I didn't do this. And Brand's just like, yeah, whatever. It's not over between you guys. Fuck off. But I'm going to have personal conversations with him two or three times throughout this episode, Brandon. Yeah. She's not great at keeping her distance. That's for sure. No. I think there's something still there. Oh, I, I mean, for sure there is. Yeah. I mean, well, at least for Jonathan, because he's all like, oh, I'm Jonathan. still up. <laughs> he sounded like Tony Danza right. and who's the boss. That was always my favorite. Tony, I, I can do the best Tony Danza impression from Who's the Boss, but it's only like four words. <laughs> Go for it. <clears throat> Angela, Samantha, Mona, Jonathan. <laughs> it is really good. <laughs> anyway, um, Susan does keep uh, just opening up to this guy, hanging out with him, and like... I, I can see both sides, though, because she really didn't invite him. Well, so in this specific situation, yes, she's not necessarily to blame. She's not to blame that he's going to be there. Right. But she has a history of being inappropriate with him, going off to you know hang out with him and stuff like that when he comes into town and blowing Brandon off mm-hmm. to do it. And Oh, to do it, huh? Well, we don't know, but, you know, I have my suspicions. Right. Uh, and, you know, she has, she does it a couple times in this episode where she has long, intimate conversations with him alone. And it's like, I don't know, it's just, she's not being appropriate. And the whole time she's like, oh, Brandon, you're so jealous. And Brandon, you're whatever, you know, this or whatever. But he's right. <laughs> I mean, he's right because this guy has already stated his intentions to steal her away. <clears throat> I will say this. Yeah, it's cold and flu season, guys. So there's Sorry. Uh, a ton of fucking throat clearing apparently going on. I apologize, okay? Like, I have some issues. You know, going that's not good for you to today. Clear, clearing your throat like that constantly is not good for you. Okay. What do you suggest that I do? Let when... it build up. That's what you're supposed to do. What? Anyway, so. <laughs> That's stupid. Well, I guess I'm stupid then. <laughs> That's a stupid idea. I'm not saying you're stupid. Um, What were you talking about? <laughs> Susan Keats? Yeah. I don't remember what I was going to say now. 
Well, shit, neither do I, because I didn't read your brain, unfortunately. Oh, no. Uh-oh. It had something to do with her and Jonathan, but I don't, I don't remember what. I have no idea. But there is this awards banquet. The stage is set. She's hopefully getting an award, I guess, for... <laughs> yeah, let's act like we don't know. Sorry. I hate you so much. <laughs> Fuck you, too. It's going to be so much editing to edit out all your coughs. I can't help it. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, other people are awards invited. Awards banquet. <laughs> other people are invited to the awards banquet. It's like that's, everybody's going to the awards true. banquet, which yeah. is weird. It is weird, but it is true. Like, the chancellor... Yeah. That's kind of normal, I guess. I guess, because he's the chancellor of the school. Like, what what committee is holding this awards banquet? Right, because they have to have other schools, right? So Yeah, and it's a ton of money to, that they're putting into this. Renting out this big hall, inviting all these people. Yeah. Drinks and dinner. Yeah. It's a lot of shit they're throwing out here. But, I mean, like, I'm just trying to remember who all was there. It was Claire was there with uh, David. Yes. And I guess Claire, I don't know why she was invited. Because she's the chancellor's daughter? I guess. She just gets invited to shit. But then also. Claire wasn't there with David, though. Claire was there with Steve. Oh, yeah. That's right. That's who she's dating. They're dating. dating. Yeah. Well, at least that makes sense. And Steve was there. Why the fuck was he there? He's he's there. It's her date. Because he's fucking Claire. But, like, you'd think. Her invitation said. The invitation said, Chancellor. Chancellor's daughter, whomever Chancellor's daughter's fucking right now. <laughs> See, it would have made a lot more sense if she hadn't had a date, if she'd been her dad's date, since he didn't have a date. Correct. And it made sense, kind of, for him to be there. But even at that, it doesn't totally make sense, because I don't assume that he, who has nothing to do with the journalism department, <laughs> would be invited. Just you sounded like you were doing an incantation for a second. He, who has nothing to do with the journalism department. <laughs> Step forward. <laughs> oh, goodness. <clears throat> Is that all the people at their table? Yes. I oh, think so. except uh, also. Ivy or whatever her name is. Was that her name? I don't L? know. L. Yeah. L from last season. Yeah. When uh, Steve met this hot chick on the road when they were in Palm Springs. Yeah, remember? And took her on a date. When, uh, what's his name, threw Tori Spelling down the stairs. Yeah. And Steve uh, bent this chick over the the car backwards to uh, feel her up and came up with his hands full. Of cock. No. Well, silicone. Yes. (laughs) Because it was a dude. It's so funny. You see, they showed it again because you know how they love to do flashbacks. They do. And you could see it. I missed it last time. Like his eyes just locked on the the erection that must have been there. Right. His eyes go down and then he's like, oh, no. It's so funny. Ian Ziering, I don't think it's a good actor. It's, yeah. it's so hard to tell. He's He's good at comedy. Yeah. They don't give him enough comedy to do, but like he sees L and he gets this look on he it's like he turns <laughs> into a cartoon. He gets this look on his face like, Oh <laughs> It was really funny. And then it goes to a flashback and it's like, Okay, I guess this is the comic relief portion of the show. 
But they need to give him more actual comedy to do. He was also being a giant lech, by the way. Like, he's at the store with Claire. She's buying a dress to wear to this banquet, I oh, guess. Yeah. yeah. And she's like, you're supposed to be here to, you know, help me pick a dress. And he's like, well, I'm looking at dresses because he's looking all around the room at all the other girls. Yeah. yeah like, he, you dick. He is kind of an asshole. But, yeah, he sees Elle. And there was... <laughs> I look like a cat for a second. I don't know what was happening. Just batting uh, <laughs> the air at nothing. Are you seeing things? There was a piece of, like, hair or something, you know, like a little piece of dust floating in the air. Are you saying I'm not a good housekeeper? And I was kidding. <laughs> Is this your subtle way of telling me I should clean better? No. Mm-hmm. Mine's well, you. I'm supposed to say yes and. Yes. <laughs> and frankly... I'm disgusted. <laughs> anyway. Com- comedy, everyone. Right. Uh, so, yeah, Elle's there, and he's like, oh, no. And she comes up to him, and it's so funny to me, too, because in the flash, but they do the whole flashback, like you said, where he gets the handful of, of silicone. And then I think this woman's an a- actually a woman, too. I by, think so. By the way. Because they do, when he, he does, back in that Palm Springs episode, it's like the worst ADR ever, where she's like, uh, what, so you could tell me you didn't realize? Yeah. And it's, it's that kind of voice, but it's so clearly not her voice. Right. But yeah, so she comes up and is like, oh, Steve, hi, we've had, we, and she looks at uh, Claire and says, we have history. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> and then walks away. Yeah, like, and she's flirting with him, and it's so inappropriate, because even if she wasn't a dude. Yeah. Like, he's obviously with Claire. Right. So you're being really rude. Right. But also, this person knows Steve has no interest because of the reaction. Right. And yet, they're fucking with him. I think that's what they're doing, yeah. By being like, oh, hey, yeah, you're sexy, and you think I'm sexy, remember? Like, I mean, basically. It's so funny, too, because they, you never know, I, I don't know. Like, should, is it, it, do we say she, do we say he? I don't know. But, uh, I think, I guess he, because they get into it in the episode where, because they address whether or not she has had surgery. Okay. Whatever. I'm going to call her she, whether she's had surgery because they said something. I don't know. They, they, this episode has a lot of fun with the idea of a man becoming a woman or dressing as a woman. Yeah. Very funny, guys. Uh, but um, they address it because Steve's like, oh, she like basically says she has the whole kitten caboodle. <laughs> it's all still there. Well, it was in Palm Springs, obviously. Right. So... Claire is all up in arms and worried about this exchange. She's jealous. So she wants to know what's the history, what what, what happened here. And at first, he's not telling. And I don't know why, but he won't tell her. And then Brandon, they're, they go back to, they're still having this fight going back to the house. And Brandon comes in, and the name L gets mentioned, and he's like, ho, oh, oh, ho, oh, oh. ho, yeah, he's laughing his ass off. Right, because, you know, he knows all about it. Right. And so then she's like, Brandon, tell me what's up. And he, he's like, <laughs> She no. sounds like the neighbor from Bewitched. <laughs> Brandon, Brandon! Yeah. Tell me what's up! 
He's like, oh, you should ask Steve. That's for Steve to tell you. Like, what the? Why is everybody acting like? like it's not like. It's not like Steve knew, and this would be like outing right. him or something. Right. I mean, it's a little amusing that he kissed a guy and didn't realize it was a guy. Like, it's not okay. like Steve went down on her. <laughs> right. So, anyway, they tell her. And she's like, yeah, real funny guys. I know you're lying. Like, what? I don't understand why it's so unbelievable to her. She's like, I think I know a beautiful woman when I see one. Well, I she guess says. that's true. I mean, Elle is a beautiful woman, yeah. aside from the penis. <laughs> Everybody's got one flaw. <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean, I would do her. Well, that's... but <laughs> It's like the perfect packaging. Right, really. exactly. I was going to say, but that's like, you know, that's a unique situation to you. To you wait, me. you would? Am I the only uh, bisexual in the world? Yes. Because I don't think it's that unique. Yes, you are. <laughs> but wait a second. You would. Yeah. We're dating. Well, uh, if I was single. Oh, okay. I'm just saying, like, if I were making out with that chick and then I found out they had a penis, I'd just be like, awesome, I'm on for a ride. Like, that's not a problem. But, you know, I mean, guys, it's different. I understand. Different parts. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. (laughs) Went too far. Okay. I'm Um, for a ride. All right. What else do we have going on in this episode? I don't remember anymore. (laughs) Parts of my brain have stopped working now. (laughs) In a good way or a bad way? I don't know. Very confused now. He's having conflicting mental images. Okay. Anyway, so she doesn't believe him. And Steve's like, uh, Brandon's like, wow, she didn't believe you or whatever. And Steve says something like, yeah, it's the first time I've told her the truth. And she doesn't believe me. Like, what the fuck? The first time he's told her the truth. Now, that would be an alarming statement. I mean, I don't think it's being he's being honest. Right. That's more Steve patented comedy. Right, right. He learned it from Milton Berle. Speaking of Milton Berle, yeah. uh, Chancellor Arnold, let's discuss him for a moment. <laughs> oh, because his middle name's Milton? <laughs> but you know you've, what is? You've learned, you've learned segues from me. <laughs> Excellent. But we find out in this episode that his first name. He says my name is A. Milton Arnold. And I was like, A? What's the A? Is, is the A Arnold? And he goes, he goes, but you can call me Arnold. And I'm thinking, like, why would you call him by his last name? Wait a second. Does the A stand for Arnold? Is his name Arnold Milton Arnold? And it is. This is another episode that we should have been recording while we were watching. Yeah, well, it was pretty funny. <laughs> but yeah. Like, later, like, somebody says that. I don't remember exactly he who. He does. Yeah. That his, so his name is Arnold Arnold. Yes. Arnold Arnold. Arnold Arnold. He, he said his friends used to call him Arnold Squared. <laughs> it's so weird. It's weird he had friends. <laughs> With a name like that. Yeah. His parents, like, were his parents part of a fucking science experiment? 
Maybe. Let's see if we can create a supervillain by getting him uh, ridiculed and teased as much as possible. <laughs> Step one, name him Arnold Arnold. Right. The fuck? So. Th- this is where the show stretches believability. You think? Who the fuck names their kid Arnold Arnold? A psychopath, but I'm sure it happens. And they could have saved some, you know, writing and just called him Arnold one name only, like Roseanne. But whatever. No, I think it should be Arnold one name only. (laughs) Arnold one name only Arnold. (laughs) So. I have a friend named Nathan Inema. No. Yeah, his last name's Inema. Wow. E-N-I-M-A, I believe. That's awful. Well, by the way. Sorry to give out your incomplete name, Nathan. <laughs> but uh, maybe Nathan's not his real name. Maybe I was smart enough to think up of a different first name, even though I didn't. But Well, you can just go into the white pages and look up that last name now, though. Like, I'm sure that's not that common. So yeah. you're welcome, everybody, for the idea. <laughs> Get him. Just make it even worse. <laughs> anyway, Nathan... <laughs> Didn't get made fun of that much about his last name. He was a nice guy or whatever. But uh, he would always say, well, if I have a daughter, I won't name her Anita. Oh, jeez. Anita. That's awful. Uh, Anyway, so Arnold Arnold. Claire gets in her head that her dad needs a date. Yeah. I don't really know why. Well, yeah, I I don't either. And... Her dad's, like, feeling really sorry for himself because he can't attract a woman. Yeah. So. Because his name's Arnold Arnold. She's like, oh, you've still got it, Dad. You can get somebody. Don't worry. And then, like, you know. get your dick wet, Dad. Like angels delivering manna from heaven. Elle sits at their table. Elle's there. They meet her in the hallway. Which is weird. Like, Why? They invited her because uh, she met one of the guests of one of the people invited. Like, everybody... This committee really hunted everyone down. Right. Now, she gives some bullshit excuse. She was, I don't know, A friend is, like, hosting or putting it on or something. something So she doesn't even have any kind of official capacity or business being there either. She just is. Yeah. Um, And she's there alone. Yeah. And she's sitting at their table. And flirting with Milton Milton, or Arnold Milton Arnold, or whatever, the Chancellor. Arnold Arnold, Arnold, yeah. Yeah. A squared, like Ann Arbor. And Claire is so happy, because somebody's flirting with her daddy. And Steve's like, I already told you. But she's not listening. She doesn't believe himself. Shut the fuck up, Steve. My my dad's going to get your sloppy seconds. So then Steve decides he needs to look out for the Chancellor himself. And he follows Elle to the bathroom, which seems like a pretty uh, risky move. The ladies' room, too. Yeah. Which I found interesting. Well, I mean, like, what is Elle going to walk in the men's room looking like that? I don't know. I I don't think the guys would appreciate that. (laughs) Really? Don't. I mean, don't. Well, okay. (laughs) Maybe they would. But yeah. So he goes in there, and he 
tells Elle, you know, please back off the Chancellor. You can't do this, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, why do you care? He's like, because I love his daughter. And it so happens, sitcom format, right? that Claire is there yep. taking a shit. <laughs> you know, girls out of that stall. go in the stall even to pee. So oh, yeah, that's true. She's not necessarily taking a shit. I forgot about that. Yeah. Well, Elle's just powdering her nose. Right. So adjusting her package. <laughs> So Elle agrees to leave him alone because Steve has, you know, touched right. her heartstrings. Yeah. And now Claire knows the truth. And she's just so in love with Steve. Yeah. Big kisses and hugs. I don't think they're going to stay together, but. No, for sure. They don't have enough in common. Like, first of all, she's so much smarter than he is. Oh, yeah. And prettier. <laughs> right. <laughs> she really does remind me of you. Aw. Thanks, baby. So, okay, so then at this award ceremony, uh, it uh, does turn out, like I said, that uh, what's-her-face, Susan Keats wins. Susan Keats wins and she for gets, Nancy's choice. She gets up there and accepts the award for, you know, all the women who are brave enough to... Get an abortion. You know, go through that, and, you know, it's all very... And they have a mini discussion about abortion at the table beforehand. There are, we're going to get political here, guys. Sorry. Are we? I don't know. Probably. But there, there, is, there is some discussion about abortion throughout the episode, mm-hmm. but not nearly enough discussion about abortion. Well, all we really know is that Jonathan is uh, pro-life and Susan is pro-choice. And pro- pro-birth. Huh? I said pro-birth. Instead of pro-life. But that's what people who believe that stuff want to be called. Yeah. Pro-life, not pro-birth. Okay. Right? Am I crazy? No. Okay. You're not crazy. (laughs) I'm trying to, uh, you know, not uh, Inflame people. So, Jonathan. um, Guess my political affiliation, everyone. Yeah, go ahead. Jonathan what? Jonathan mentions a couple different times that he doesn't believe in abortion. Yes. And Susan looks a little upset about it. Sure. And she, you know, receives her award, and then we see her outside talking to... Brandon. Yeah. And we find out, and you suspected the whole time... Yes. ...that this was actually her abortion. Correct. She is Nancy. So, and that is why her and Jonathan broke up. Because Jonathan didn't pull out in time (laughs) and got her pregnant and was like, uh, oh. Let's get married. Yeah. And instead of being like, yeah, let's get married, she was like, yeah. Why don't I kill your child? (laughs) Instead. I mean, that's a pretty, pretty big level rejection. Not only no, am I not going to marry you, but I'm also not going to have your baby. Right. And... She said you were pro-choice until we were in the situation. Until you realized you didn't have one. That's what she said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which, now, I don't know how to, to delicately discuss this, but whatever my beliefs may be about uh, whether abortion should be legal or illegal, uh, it seems wrong to not give the dad any like decision like 
I guess ultimately it's going to come down to the woman's decision, but like she really, it seems like she really was like, no, fuck you, and I'm not having this kid. I mean, I'm I, I can't imagine based on as well as they get along and as much you know respect as they seem to have for each other that that's how it went down. But that's how it seems how it went down because she was like, you know, you didn't have a choice. You were pro-choice till you realized you didn't have one. Basically saying like, fuck you. I don't care what you thought. Because it's her it. body and she didn't want to go through it. Right. I'm not saying she's necessarily wrong. I'm just saying that it's a very difficult situation. If a woman gets pregnant, not planned, and, you know, it's it's a consensual situation where it's not, you know, obviously there are situations where it's like the dad or the potential dad uh should not have any say at all right know, where it doesn't like it doesn't fucking like if rape and stuff like that where it doesn't like fucking matter what the other party thinks like fuck them but this is a consensual relationship you know and, and all that stuff um so it's a difficult situation when someone gets pregnant unexpectedly and they don't agree yeah. as to what to do yeah that's a very difficult situation because it's not something you can compromise on you can't be like well i'll just be a little pregnant <laughs> then i'll just have a little bit of a baby you can't you know it's it's all or nothing when you're when you're pregnant so if they don't agree it's a difficult situation but it doesn't seem like they it doesn't seem like she gave him the consideration at all. Yeah. And that's why they broke up. Like, I feel like if she had been a little more, if they had talked about it a little bit more, and, you know, she's still going to make the decision that she ultimately decides that maybe they would have stayed together. Yeah, maybe. I mean, who knows? We weren't there, and we're only given a very small window into what was going on. But, I don't know. The only situations I've ever heard of where a woman was pregnant and had an abortion despite the other parties, you know, wants, they were married, which is, I think, even worse, honestly. Oh, agreed, yeah. Um, but, I mean, these people were not married. I don't even think they were engaged. I also have a personal story from someone. I don't remember if they were married at the time or just dating, but I won't say who, but uh, somebody that got pregnant and they had an abortion without the knowledge at all Mm -hmm. of the other party. Yeah. That happens. Yeah. So her and Brandon kind of make up. I guess he understands more now. He's like, oh, I see your connection now or whatever. Right, yeah. Like, I don't really understand. Not not better. I don't understand why he feels less threatened with this knowledge. Like, they went through all that and they're still this nice to each other. I'd be concerned. Yeah. But he, uh, he he's like, oh, you're just in time, Jonathan. You know, come talk to her. And he leaves them alone. I'm like, what in the fuck, Brandon? But okay. Make another one. <laughs> try, try again, Jonathan. Oh, jeez. So, yeah, they talk and, like, I don't know, make up and whatever. Yeah. The only other stuff really going on in this episode was with Kelly and... Who's Kelly. Oh, Kelly. Yeah. What the fuck? Who do you think? What is wrong with your brain? Like, that is not even the first time you've said that to me. Who's Kelly? Because every time you say Kelly, not every time you say Kelly, but a lot of times you say Kelly. 
the first person that comes into my head is Valerie. Because she used to play Kelly oh. Kapowski on Saved by the Bell. So every time I say that, who's Kelly, I I think that I'm cleverly and funnily pointing out a mistake you're making by accidentally calling Valerie Kelly her character's name from Saved by the Bell, forgetting that there's actually a Kelly on this show. So maybe you should realize that I know what I'm saying and just stop trying to make that joke. But then 50% of the comedy of this show would be gone then. <laughs> if I assumed you were right. Goodness. Okay. Kelly. Yes. Kelly, not Kowalski. Kelly Taylor. There we go. Um, has given up cocaine. <laughs> yeah. That's what, that's what we're supposed to believe. And... <laughs> She goes to the peach pit to get two pieces of peach pie, right. and she seems all, like, happy and normal. And, uh, and then she has a scene with David. David's only scene in the entire episode. Mm-hmm. They take the best fucking actor. I realized watching this scene mm-hmm. that David or whatever, Brian Austin Green, is the best actor on this show. <laughs> you think so, huh? He's, he does a lot of, like... He's doing a lot of very subtle but believable shit with his face, his mannerisms, his line deliveries. He's doing a lot of good work in this scene, and they give him one scene. Well, I mean, he has other episodes that, you know. I guess, but like. More David heavy. Yeah. Not a lot. Eh, I mean, you're right. He, he could definitely get more play. But she, you know, he's concerned about her, and she's like, oh, I'm fine. I'm fine. No worries. I'm white knuckling it. No, he calls it white knuckling. He's like, when's the last time you thought about using? This morning. And he's like, see, that's white knuckle. What's that mean, David? What does it mean? (laughs) It's like cold turkey, basically. Yeah, and like, he's not, I mean, he's being judgmental without being very helpful. Yeah, I guess, yes. Because it's like, you know, yeah, there's help out there, and he thinks she should be getting some help instead of just, you know, white knuckling it or whatever, but he's not really telling her, hey, this is what I did for my experience with drugs, or maybe you should try that. He's just like smugly like, oh, you're not doing it right. (laughs) So he's like everybody else in uh, fucking AA or anything. (laughs) Right? Uh, So, yeah, Kelly's, you know, goes home with the pie, and we find out that Kelly, Kelly, not Kelly, Colin, Colin sold a uh, painting or two or whatever. Two paintings. Because Valerie set up this thing where uh, some guy came to the fucking peach pit, it was after dark, and was like, oh, look at that mural. Look at that shitty mural. I've got to meet this artist to ridicule him. (laughs) And then he saw his new paintings, and he's like, ooh, cocaine-fueled. Interesting. Yeah. So he buys them for what did he say? Fifty thousand dollars? No, ten thousand. Ten thousand dollars. Twenty million dollars. Oh. <laughs> that what they said. <laughs> and uh, Colin takes this to mean that he should be using drugs because he was on cocaine when he painted the paintings. Yeah, Valerie's like, oh, you know, I'm so glad that you stopped using cocaine. Don't you see now? You don't need it. You have a, a talent or whatever. Like all of a sudden, she cares about his fucking talent, and. I think talent is her euphemism for penis. But (laughs) uh, she's like, yeah, yay. And he says, no, don't you see? The only two paintings he bought are the paintings I I painted while I was on cocaine. 
So now I'm just going to use this money to get more cocaine. Yeah. He's like, oh, yeah, I threw away the stash, but I'm going to replace it now. Yeah, I've got $10,000 to buy more cocaine. And he looks like evil and manic and crazy. Like, do you not? I mean, don't you agree? Yes. He looked like psycho in this scene. I kind of hate because, like, Stephen King was on cocaine for a long time. Well, not a long time, but for a time, Stephen King was doing cocaine. And obviously, other artists have used alcohol, drugs of various kinds, Hemingway, you know, stuff like mm-hmm. that. And. It becomes this thing of like, oh, you know, you want to open your minds to new possibilities and grow as an artist, you know, or whatever kind of art it is, whether it's filmmaking or or writing or, or, you know, actual painting and sculpting, stuff like that. And, you know, like drugs is the way it's like, it's such bullshit. Yeah. To me, it doesn't, drugs doesn't not enhance artistic ability. No, I mean, it's just it's just an excuse. Yes. You know, and it's obviously just an excuse. And it's the same kind of excuse that I use when I wanted to, you know, keep smoking. Right. I'd always find something like why it was good for me. Like, oh, it, it helps with my depression. Right. <laughs> you know, like you can find anything if you really want to. And I, I think that's what he's doing. Yeah. Agreed. And so then, you know, Kelly's like, oh, we should celebrate. Too bad uh, you got rid of the stash. And he's like, yeah, oh, not all of it. She's like, well, you know what I want to do? They're going to have sex, but now they're going to do cocaine. How powerful is cocaine? Right? I mean, I have heard it's, you know, as good or better. Wow. So You've if, heard, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because I wouldn't say that. But I've heard other people say that. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> I guess maybe they don't have very good sex. So you've heard lies. Yeah, well, they, you know, they, haven't, they haven't experienced me. There you go. That should be my, my tagline now. <laughs> Better than cocaine. Wait till they get a load of me. Mark. Better, oh, wow. Literal. <laughs> oh, jeez. On that note, um, that is pretty much everything that happens in the episode. Yeah, Tori so, Spelling's there for a second. Yeah, what the fuck are they doing? I remember she's sitting in the peach pit talking to her boyfriend, but so, that's it. Yeah, it's not they important. Talked for a second. Yeah. He's gonna die of heart problems. He is very much, but we don't know it yet. So uh, you can write us at latefee1994 at awol.com. Yes. Check out our website at www.retrolatefee.com. Uh-huh. Tell your friends. All right, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.